Can I have a glass of water, please? Can I have a glass of water, please? <laughs> Get me some fucking water. <laughs> my, ma- my mouth is dry. My mouth is dry. We are back. Let's let's get straight into the chattersphere. Uh, this is the Long Sapper podcast. We've, you may remember us. You may have heard of us from before. Uh, we haven't been here since the Super Bowl, but that was fairly predictable. Uh, we just thought we'd get together for another little chat. I'm Adam. Dougie, Russ, you are both here. Dougie's in a travel tavern or an Ibis or Ibis. other... Other better hotels are available. I'm in an ibis. An ibis. Is that how you pronounce it? I always thought I would have just gone ibis. No, an ibis is a uh, is a wading bird commonly found in in continental Europe. Glossy ibis is uh, is one of the genus. Okay. God, you're a boring prick. Aren't you? <laughs> yeah, but I've got hair and I'm not fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, one out of two ain't bad, mate. <laughs> um. Russ is coming to us from Cornwall. Uh, it's the, the usual view of the front room. Um, I'm coming is to that, you from... Is that the front, that's the front room, is it? It's the back room, mate. Back room, whatever. Room. Whatever. You know, jam or cream first. Who knows? on display this week, though? We've... There's the washing. There's always washing. Always I could washing turn, I could room, turn mine around and show you some washing, too. Uh, but I'm not going to. Um... I've got, well, we've got a lot to catch up on. Um, not much NFL. Um, there's probably free agency and all that stuff. We might we might talk about it. Um, but in the meantime, I've got a little quiz for you both. Um, yes. And this, this quiz, put simply, is I'm going to call it Partridge versus the NFL. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm already excited. <laughs> Um, and it's sort of numbers based, so I'm going to give you a partridge fact and an NFL fact, and you've got to tell me which is the highest, which is the highest number, if that makes sense. Um, who wants to kick off? I'll go first. Okay. Um, so, Russ, which of these is the bigger? Uh, so Partridge or the NFL is going to win um, the number of Alan Partridge's friends or <laughs> Blake Bortles career touchdown passes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now I'll be I'm going to get this wrong. I, I, something that wants me to say, you, by the way, before you go any further, do you think we've gone too niche? No, I, I don't believe it's possible. Okay, good. Carry on. Um, 104 friends <laughs> versus... uh, correct. You don't get a point for that, sadly. But, yeah. oh, 104 friends versus career touchdowns. Yeah. He, he must have thrown more than 104 touchdowns. How long has he been in the league? You're, you're going NFL over Partridge. Oh, I'm going to go NFL over Partridge, yeah. Okay. Incorrect, I'm afraid. Um, he's thrown 103 career oh, touchdowns. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, tight, I know. But there you go. Uh, Dougie. Um, yeah. You have got... Just carry on, Adam. The diameter in inches of Alan's big plate. Or the number of New England Patriots Super Bowl appearances. Patriots Super Bowl appearances. 
uh, incorrect. Uh, they've they've only got eleven versus the twelve inches of Alan's big plate, uh, Russ. Um, Lynn Benfield's what? salary in pounds after her pay rise. <laughs> or, <laughs> or Rob Gronkowski's career receiving yards. Gronk. Incorrect. Oh fuck. He's, he's, he doesn't he hasn't got more than nine and a half thousand pounds. He's only on eight, seven thousand eight hundred and sixty one. Probably oh, unlikely to add to that. And and retired out. You watch it. <laughs> nine and a half thousand pounds. <laughs> I would have thought Gronk had more than seven and a half thousand receiving yards. No, Lynn, but there you go. Lynn wins on that. Um, Lynn. <laughs> this is Dougie. the best quiz ever, by the way. Uh, um Alan Partridge's age. As in the character, or Bill Belichick's age, which is higher? Say that again. Alan Partridge's age, or Bill Belichick's at what age? Stage? Age. Uh, how old are they? Well, in, yeah, but, uh, what, in, uh, what, uh, so he revealed his age yesterday, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. He did. Yeah. Were you paying attention? Uh, well, Belichick's older. Uh, he he is older. That's the first point. Belichick's sixty six. Alan Partridge is only sixty three. Um, Russ, back to you. The number of times Alan Partridge shouts "Dan" across a car park. <laughs> oh God. Or the number of times a quarterback called Dan has played in a Super Bowl. Oh, it's got to be Partridge, Dan. He shouts it probably about. Eight to ten times, I'd imagine. He he actually shouts it fifteen times. Fuck. <laughs> uh, and I, yeah, you couldn't really get this question wrong. Only one Super Bowl. Dan Marino. Dan, Dan Marino. Yeah. Um, Doug. Um, the offer in thousands of pounds that Alan puts in on his five-bedroom bastard house. Oh. <laughs> Or, or Derek Henry's weight in pounds, which is larger. Mm. The offer Alan puts in on his house. Uh, correct, three hundred twenty-four thousand, of course, versus <laughs> two hundred forty-seven pounds. It <laughs> may fluctuate. house costs less than my four-bedroom, very average house. It's the the world, mate. Also, lots of time has passed since since then. Um. A couple more each then. Doug, you're ahead 2-1. Russ, the number of nights Alan spent living in the Linton Travel Tavern or Juju Smith-Schuster's career receptions? Oh, um, nights, in the, nights in the Travel Tavern. Uh, correct. 183 to 169. Yeah. 169 receptions? Yeah. What, last season? His career receptions oh, it's two seasons two he said yeah, yeah sorry i thought yeah true okay um to all dougie um the number of the sorry the year the age gap in years between alan and sonia or jimmy garoppolo's career starts oh uh alan and sonia's age gap uh, correct. Well, how many do you reckon for each? Just a matter of interest. So I think it's fourteen years between Alan and Sonia. 
It is, yes. And I think it's... Such good knowledge. <laughs> Seven starts for Garoppolo? He's got ten. Um, yeah, it's, it's obviously not, not many. Um, Russ, you need this to stay in the game. Um, the marks out of ten given for Sonia's breakfast. <laughs> or the number of different NFL rosters that Ryan Fitzpatrick has appeared on. Oh. Now Fitzpatrick has appeared on six. Is it obviously we're not including we're not including the are we including the um dolphins on this? Is it uh, is the dolphins, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's yeah, I'm I'm including So the including the dolphins, yeah. so is that is that six or seven? And the breakfast is the breakfast was nine, wasn't it? So I'm saying the breakfast is higher. Uh, no, you're wrong, I'm afraid. The breakfast is only seven on ten. Seven on ten. You know, and what, and, and... you may like to mix the eggs and the beans, but ah. you know, he wanted it to be his decision. You know, he's probably you mark her down a couple of points for that. Perhaps use a sausage at a breakwater. Yes, absolutely. And, and eight different rosters for Fitzpatrick. Um, I was about to name them, but I haven't got that in front of me. I'm going to try and name them anyway. The Rams, the Bengals, Bills, Titans, Texans, Jets, Bucks, Dolphins. Is that eight? That's eight. Well done. Okay, there we go. Uh, Dougie, you are going to win the quiz. There's one one more question. I'm going to give it to you anyway. Um, The amount of money Alan claims for a rail journey from Norwich to London in pounds or the number of days since Jason Witten played an NFL game. Witten. It's got to be Witten. It is Witten. 450 to 430. 430 pounds for a train from Norwich to London. <laughs> it, was on the, um, it was on the comic relief sketch the other day. He, he claimed 430 pounds for like the maximum first class um, peak time fare and then gets his mate to drop in there and gives his mate 30 quid and pockets the other 400. <laughs> Um, uh, there's there's no way that even the maximum fare is £430 either, but there you go. Um, Dougie, well done. You've won this week's high-level quiz. Best well, quiz. I mate. thought that, that was fantastic, Adam. Well done. <laughs> it just it just feels, you know, this time with Alan Partridge, we're five episodes in, that's, that's what's on all our minds, and I just wanted to reflect that. So. I'm, I'm going to go out on an island here. I thought last night was the best episode of Alan Partridge television programming ever. That is wow. some statements. That is some statement. I don't. I have not laughed as much at a television program as Alan Partridge's barbershop quartet singing <laughs> <laughs> with what the lips. Again, again. Sisters doing it for themselves. <laughs> 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 absolutely ludicrous with his lips <laughs> we were just discussing this before you came on with the way it started with spunking up an opening and uh and and tash hag <laughs> yeah, <tash hack. laughs> just the, the the it was just such a pathetic 
basic visual gag with the lips, but it it was just so funny. I mean, like, it just... <laughs> Lynn, your hair looks like a brown cloud. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's been what's been your favourite moment of the series then? Oh, I just said it. So, uh, uh, okay, oh, Russ. It's difficult. It's difficult. I think the um, the sketch or the the segment where he um, where he eats all the meat, or he, he <laughs> where he's where he's talking about vegetarianism, and he doesn't he even tries follow to, through and last no, a week, does he? Exactly. And he <laughs> just, just... Really walks outside and tips them all into the weenie bin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and obviously last week with uh, bring out all you back black and tans that was you know that was just you know there's more to Ireland than this <laughs> and it it was it was such a such a good piece of television and I'm surprised there hasn't been a, a little bit more outrage really usually people would be outraged with all that shit on on Twitter but you know it's partridge I mean you can't the whole you yeah but if you you'd be offended at the whole lot of it if that if you're going to take it for what it isn't um i for me as silly as it one of his entry dancers yesterday was (laughs) shaved boy (laughs) peter as he was watching him walk out see you later he was sort of flirting bye bye peter You almost want you almost wanted him to cut away to would you like me to lap dance for you (laughs) yes yes the the one that the one that tickled me pink, um, the moment with the resuscitation of the sex doll, <laughs> and uh, he's like the official advice is to do it to the rhythm of staying alive. But I actually prefer another one bites the dust, and he starts going away, and the tits flying everywhere, and he's lip syncing <laughs> to another one. You can hear, <laughs> yeah. another one bites the dust. <laughs> Full getting into the music. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're not even pretending anymore. This is an Alan Parsons <laughs> Are you going to answer the question? Are you going to answer the question? Are you going to answer my question? Uh, there are there are other Partridge pods available. There are also another, other NFL pods available. They're not um, as good though. <laughs> no. And, You're right there. And the, and the other Partridge pod is absolutely rubbish. At best, uh, I know the one you're talking about. I quite, I keep listening to it, but I think it's mostly because it just reminds me of Partridge, and I'm laughing at the Partridge jokes again. Um, and in that way, it works. But you could get us to do it, and it would be better without yeah, ab- a doubt. Absolutely. Why don't we? Why don't we? Well, maybe. So we, me, me, and Adam have, have got a bit of a plan. I am. Uh, I, it just so happens that I'm in um, Stansted Mount Fitchett next Sunday and Monday, and uh, there's half a chance that Adam and I could be watching this time, next time, next week together. Nice, nice. And not ignore it. We might even talk to we might even talk to each other. <laughs> I'd rather we didn't. Not for that half an hour, anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Laughter would be permitted, um, but. No talking that would impair hearing of the next joke. Um, that wouldn't be good. I did put a tweet out um, from the Long Snapper account. Doug, you remember Twitter? In fact, I know you. I know you know what uh, Twitter is because you've been you've been on the Mallover account. I've seen it. 
I have. Um, I've been living. Uh, you can't. You can't stay away. You can't resist it. You have been lurking, lurking hard as well, and you can always tell. Um, you can always tell when Doug's on the Twitter, even if he's not tagging himself. You can always tell with the tone of the tweet that it's Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to ask. I don't know. I don't need to ask anyone. Oh, who's tweeting at the moment? Oh, yeah, that's Doug. We were we were poking some bears yesterday. It was it was really quite fun to be fair. Um, I did scroll through and do a bit of trolling um, to see what you were talking about. It was it was quite incredible. Um, the <laughs> the dinosaur that you are, Doug. Yeah, I am a dinosaur. I am. For, the, for those of you that missed it, um, sports broadcaster Georgie Bingham got involved in one of a, a thread of tweets that the mall over we were in yesterday or Sunday and uh, called Dougie a dinosaur. So, uh, yeah, claim to fame almost. Just just to bring I it back to... One just, of the nicest things he's ever been called. Us, who was it that was offering you a trade for Geis? Um, Steve from... Um, the, what do we call it? A, from a, little, the, a little text has just come up on WhatsApp in the Kickers Matter Dynasty League. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. In the Kickers Matter Dynasty League? Yeah. Why has it gone into there? Because uh, they were talking about Darius Geis and Steve has just put... I can't get Geis off the fucker in that league who has him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the nicest things that anyone said about you, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, but What you I... need to do, Russ, just quickly, just write back to him and say, you're definitely not getting him now. You're calling me a fucker on another one. Uh, I don't think that's me. I think he's going after Geis in many leagues. It does um, sound like you. It does. It, do, it does. It does sound like me, but it's not me. This is the my guy dynasty league. I don't even know. I found my way into it. I found my way joining a lot of leagues um, to try and learn a bit more. And uh, as it transpires, before you guys, you you guys took so long to reply to me. Um, I made the trade because I'm a dick. So oh, there you, you go. Fucking idiot. Anyway, should we talk about some football? Because it's been yeah, five it. minutes and we haven't even mentioned football yet. Okay, well, I did ask, and it's only been a few minutes, to be fair to our limited listeners and Twitter followers, um, what they would like us to talk about. And I have one reply, I think. <laughs> well, just, what, two replies. <laughs> Pull back the curtain. Uh, Jack. Jack the says, literally, is it Roy from Bungay? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag John Gone. Um, I, I a drill off a fella who gave it the very same drill back to me for my birthday, but without the without the drill bits. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Oh, that's it. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> News. <laughs> uh, news. <laughs> uh, Jack came back and says, "The less NFL chat, the better." Well, I think you've got oh, your wish. We're obliging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then he says, "Have you watched the McCann documentary?" I'd like Russ Milton's thoughts. If so, we may come back to that later. Yeah. Well, I haven't watched the McCann documentary, but I am, what I am watching at the moment is the bloke off Master Chef in a cheese factory because it's one of the only English speaking channels on the uh, television at the moment where are you uh, Rotterdam 
So this you could get is... BBC One in Rot in the Netherlands. I get BBC be able to. One on terrestrial two, TV. BBC and Eurosport, but in German. Nice. Yeah, always cycling. You come come to Europe, and at any what at any point of any day, there is some spandex freak on a bike riding somewhere across Europe on television. Guarantee it. It's not entertaining, is it? No, it's not. It's a bloke riding a bike. <laughs> yeah. It's not. I don't even find it entertaining when I ride a bike. Uh, can I just? Can you? Can you see this? It's the listeners who can't see. We've now got an angle of Dougie's left foot, uh, which is very. Can naked. you see the television? It's uh, it's vaguely. a bit too bright. Yeah. What's... No, we it, there's, we've got glare. It's a female referee. Hang on, I'll walk over there. This is great radio. Chat amongst yourselves. Whilst, whilst we're waiting, yourselves. Whilst we're waiting In fact, if you're commuting, you listening go. right now, turn to the... And arse opener. Whilst fellatio was known as bagpiping. <laughs> oh, makes sense. In the Dutch television at the moment? It's people in yellow T-shirts pressing cheese against they're, each other. They're holding a weight up between them. That's, that's what the Dutch people are watching on their tellies at the moment. Oh, is it like some sort of crossfit kind of random uh, there's three teams the... a red team a blue team and a yellow team battle of the sexes absolute fucking idiots the Europeans why would you want to stay in why you tell Just me Brett, hashtag we, we want to talk, we want to hitch our wagon to a bunch of people who watch this shit on television what a sexy sassy slinky sassy smashy way to start the show <laughs> Right, come on, let's talk about some football. This is uh, okay. It's just it's just ticking a little box, isn't it? Um, I made some notes on football stuff that had happened since we've last last been on football stuff. Um, football stuff. Uh, it's like here are my notes. I said Bell to the Jets, Brown to the Raiders, Beckham trade, Gronk retiring. So they're my notes. Um, we sh- should we talk about any of those? I think the thing we really should talk about first is uh, Robert Kraft getting wanked off in a massage parlour. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You think you think with all the with all the money he's got, right? You you'd think that if if you're going if you're going to run some sort of prostitution racket, you know you you stay a little bit hands off, for want of a better phrase. Wow. Crafty wasn't getting hands on. Was he? He was <laughs> no, very he was getting hands on. Very much hands on, and you know it just seems a little bit, a little bit foolish. Why? Because he's 175. He just wants to get rubbed off before he goes and watches the football team that he owns win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't. I've not got a problem with it, mate. I've not got a problem with it. What I'm saying is, you know, it's maybe not, um, maybe not the done thing. Well, he's, he's he's helped the Florida economy, I would yeah. I would say. Yeah, he's he's probably uh, Jeff well. Reinbold is busy in Canada. <laughs> and they've, they've got to support wonder, themselves somehow. So I wonder, I wonder what Judge Reinbold would make you know <laughs> would make of uh, <laughs> would make of that situation. I I think if if you took Jeff Reinbold's itinerary. There is a seventy percent chance that at any one-hour segment of any given day, he's waxing some bird's anus. <laughs> Bare-chested, <laughs> just talking, talking extra loud. 
<laughs> about 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 special teams. Yeah, yeah. I am a coach. I'm a real coach. <laughs> oh, poor what? poor Jeff. Poor Jeff. Poor... Um, don't, don't pity Jeff. He's getting all the tail. Just I... shagging his way around Florida. Yeah. I'm on Sky Sports, don't you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of somebody who's going to be shagging his way around Florida, um, getting, trying to get friend? back on track. Oh. Gronk has retired um, from the NFL for now. Um, is is he? I, I just get once the Twitter spouting dies down about the the greatest of all time or the best of all time, or the classiest of all time. Um, certainly not that. He's certainly not that. Uh, he, is, is, he, is he the best that's ever played in his position? I've, Tony Gonzalez, when we did our, our little team a couple of years ago, I think won, won his spot. Um, but nobody's done it in the same way that Gronk has. Yeah, Gronk. I think on reflection, Gronkowski's probably, well, he's head and shoulders above anyone else. He's won more Super Bowls. He's been responsible for changing the way that the tight end position's viewed. Tony Gonzalez was a was a tight end. I mean, he he played at the end of the line. He didn't. He he would never, very rarely, if ever, was found what like deliberately lined up outside the numbers as a receiver, and would be as much of a threat as a receiver as he was a tight end. Well, this this is the thing: he's the position isn't the same. What Gronk hasn't played the old school tight end. Yeah, he's but, half the time uh, he's in the slot. The misconception is that that means he's not a tight end. As a run blocker, he was exceptional. Sure, sure. No, no, no. That's not that's not so what I'm getting at. He's traditional tight end role, but he had the skill set to play the receiver role. I'm that came across wrong. I'm trying to pay him a compliment by saying that he's he's taken the position to a new level in, in that in that he's it's morphed into another one as well. Um, he's I'm I'm not suggesting that by by playing but, it like he has, he's it's a dereliction of those duties. Can I tell you what position that he didn't take it to a new level at? I think I can guess where this is going. Maybe was it maybe safety or in the backfield? There oh no, somewhere? that's not where I was thought I was uh, going. But yeah, in, sure. in in Miami last season, yeah, yeah. maybe um, not. Probably not. Yeah. Not his fault that one. No, absolutely not. But it was you know, just being slightly facetious. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think it's a um, a good decision on his part. He's gone out at the very top. Patriots twenty nine years old. Yeah, the, the but. His physical attributes had diminished to the point where, yes, he was still a functional player, but I think the likelihood is that the Patriots were going to cut him. Yeah, I mean, his his performance over the past year or two is vastly inferior to what it was. Yeah, and he was earning massive money. And I think it was a case of the Patriots were either going to trade or cut him, and he was like, well, I don't want to play with anyone else, so... I'm just going to go and get pissed for the next 30 years. There were rumours a year ago that he was getting traded to the Lions and he threatened retirement um, ahead of being traded. Uh, it's possible that something similar may have happened again um, and that may come out. But 
whether it does or it doesn't, I kind of agree. He didn't. He certainly didn't want to go elsewhere. He didn't want to have any sort of reduced role. Uh, I kind of admire that. You know, a sportsman going out before people want him to go. There's... You know, that's how, kind of how it how it probably should be. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you're a, a true legend of the game, well, it makes you wonder. Other than money, why? people try and stick it out at the very top level when they clearly can't do the business anymore. I mean, I'm not saying that he couldn't, but like you say, his performances have severely diminished over the last two seasons. I think, I think certain, certain people think they still can when they can't. Um, you know, a lot of sportsmen and women will get to the top with a huge amount of self-belief um, and that helps. You can't, you can't do it without a lot of self-belief, a lot of arrogance, and sometimes when you're on your way back down the other side, I suspect that, that a lot of people don't realise they are or refuse to believe it or believe that they can they can get back to the heights that they once had. Yeah, I think that the nature of the way the Patriots are run, everyone's very aware of what their skill set is and whether or not they can do the job that they're asked to do. And so I- where... I just think Gronk's paycheck and his ability became too well, far removed from each other. Yeah, they didn't match For up. For a long time, he wasn't paid enough, and then he was. Pay- now he's being paid too much. And the reality is, when you're the best at a position, you dictate how much that position gets paid. But the second you're no longer the best at the position, you're overpaid and therefore no value to anyone. So what do the what do the Patriots do now at, at tight end? Do you think? Well, I think you might see them become a, an entirely different team. Uh, they they've got the running backs to become. Well, they've, they've become run the, first a bit already, haven't they? Yeah, in in terms of you know Brady's not got the army once had, they haven't got the receivers they once had. There's a lot of rumours about AJ Green at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, traded over to there, which would change things again. But um I think we'll see them become probably the only run heavy team in the NFL. And then you know, maybe set up a, a play action based game rather than a uh you know, Brady taking the lead. Yeah, I mean, he... You know, it's Brady, a risky... Brady can't throw 50 yards down the field anymore. No, but he, but certainly, he can certainly throw throw 20 yards and manage manage a game, manage a, a run-first offence. If they do go to more play-action, though, that is, that is a risk with Brady, you know, virtually being geriatric. And if, if you get a, a good good enough defence, they're, they're going to be all over him and, and smashing him into oblivion. Uh, I'm not I'm sure still, I agree with that. Yeah, I, 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 I'm still... Yeah, brave. I always think he's not a normal human being, so... <laughs> Fair enough. His body is quite as fragile as everyone makes out. You've got to remember, he's a, he's a large man. So Giselle tells us. Giselle. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, no, actually, no. not nice. Not nice at all. <laughs> Sorry, you just what took. Talking a, about after I talked about Tom Brady's jizz, you just took a sip of your drink and went, mm, "Nice." 
<laughs> I, I did do that. Um, uh, other other big stories in the off-season, um, it was, well, all the talk seemed to be incessant. We all got fairly sick of it. Um, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, where both of them went, would end up. Um, one of them was going to be traded away. The other was in free agency. Um, Lev Bell's gone to the Jets. I mean, I well, it'll be interesting to hear Craig, um, whose ears will be burning. He will be desperate to, I'm sure, wax lyrical about him. Um, be like we, a haven't, dog we haven't seen him. We haven't seen Lev Bell play for a year and a bit. Uh, on that point, I think people have forgotten just how good he is because of James Connor's success last year. Well, having having a year out, well, he'll be obviously he'll be fresher than anything. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's that argument. You could say the same. I've been saying the same thing about Adrian Peterson for a, a few years. That guy is old in running back terms, but he's had three or four seasons where he didn't play. So he's probably three or four seasons body-wise behind where he should be, and he was already a freak anyway. Lev Bell changes the... Like, that is a bigger signing, and obviously the negative press that surrounds running backs at the moment. I just feel like the fact that he's a three-down back, the fact that he can run behind useless offensive lines, the fact that he can catch out the backfield makes life so much easier for Sam Darnold that it changes what the Jets can do. They'll have a Nunwa back this year. They've signed uh, Crowder as well, haven't they, apparently? Right. And who was their tight end last year? They had... Uh, Herndon. Chris Herndon was playing, wasn't he? Well, yeah, I think they got someone else. I, anyway, I can't remember, but... I think they've, they've got... I, I just think he's more important than people realise. And I think the fact that he handled things badly has made people sort of forget how good he is i think it's it's one of those things i totally agree with how good he is and the the talent and what he will what he will bring to a team football wise um it's obviously it had gone sour with the steelers far far too much um you know that that relationship there was no no bringing that back um it's probably Quite a lot of that's on him, not all of it, but a lot of that will be on him. However, he's gone somewhere new. Um, he won't have, there won't be that bad blood. Um, you know, if if it transpires that Le'Veon Bell's a total dick and that's why it, the sole reason it went south, then the Jets might not re- find that out for a couple of years. You know, they, 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 there's always a honeymoon period. You know, however, however toxic something well, was, it's a new environment. It, there'll be. It's a it's a whole new environment for the Jets as well, isn't it? With with gays coming in as well, so it's going to be an entirely. It, they could be just completely looking at changing the way they play anyway. This is you've reminded me of why I can't be that optimistic about the Jets, and, and that's the, 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 <laughs> that's, the hiring. that's the reason. That's the reason. It's yeah, I I, I love Donald, um, and his massive face, and his. <laughs> ridiculous face that that almost gets the flat earth society um interested in studying like whether his face is actually round or whether it's just flat um they'll or debate that fake. <laughs> but yeah adam adam gase in in charge of that um it's it's not going to be dull 
I'm fairly confident of that. We <laughs> the the Jets will be. It could be a soap opera. They could they could be really competitive. You might suddenly have a team challenging for the playoffs, or it could just go go horribly wrong. Um, but well. That's AFC East teams for you who aren't called the New England Patriots, I guess. Um, <laughs> the other guy, Antonio Brown, um, it had gone south with him and Big Ben and the Steelers as well, um, which makes you think, well, maybe it's not just not just Bell. Um, it's it's clearly both sides in both cases, I'm sure. Um, but Brown is off to the Raiders. Now I'm quite excited about the Raiders. Genuine, uh, genuinely careful. Yeah. Yeah, well, but but if you think if you think what they've managed to yeah yes they were absolute garbage last season you'd think of acquiring Brown all of those picks they accumulated as well and you know I th- I genuinely think Gruden is building something. No, mate. He basically turned he turned Amari Cooper into into uh, into Antonio Brown. But he also gave away the best defensive player in the league. He did. He and did. Derek Carr's still his quarterback. St- uh, still, I mean, he's he's still got a lot of picks to play with over the next couple of years. Uh, uh, it's the few their futures in in Gruden's hands, isn't it? And I I still think the majority aren't backing him. Uh, but you get a star name like that. It's again. I mean, I, I'm. I like Derek Carr. Now that can I they shock, are pieces. Can I shock from, you? <laughs> yeah. At any one time, I have I have nine quarterbacks who I like in my cellar. Derek Carr's one of those. Um. Yeah, they've they've possibly traded away. You know, the Khalil Mack is such such a loss. Um. They need they they need a bit. Ultimately, it's the, it's always down to a bit of luck. You know, they'll draft yeah. a lot of people, they and will. if a couple of them come good, Gruden's going to look clever and brilliant. And if they get a couple of busts, that's the problem. Yeah, I think they need to take one of these um, one of these top end running backs. Personally, from the draft, who have they got there now? So Marshall. Lynch still still is going. I mean, that's. It's, mm. No one's Jalen Richardson. Their situation at running back isn't great, but mm. look, they've got the Chiefs and Chargers in their division. They've got to get a lot better before they get anywhere yeah. near the top of that division. No, absolutely. But again, they're I, saving I think it for it's Vegas a a anyway. Game, yeah, I mean, it's a shame because I think Antonio Brown deserves better. Yeah. That, um, I mean, for the price that for the price that the Raiders got him, anyone in the league could have got him. What was it? A third round pick and a. Oh, he's, he's just being. Well, ultimately, Pittsburgh wanted to trade him to. Ideally, an NFC team. Certainly, no one in their division, and no one they'd be feel threatened by. Okay, it's another AFC team, but um, they're not too concerned about the Raiders. What did you make of the whole Bills thing? You know they're. <laughs> Supposedly I mean, about to trade into Buffalo, which yeah. nobody bought, and Antonio Brown clearly had no impression in, intention of going there. No, 
they're just a train wreck, aren't they? Like, <laughs> the train wreck. It's... Yes. No one's convinced about their quarterback. No one wants to go there because it's cold as fuck. <laughs> um, they don't mind in Green Bay or somewhere <laughs> with a better team, do they? But... <laughs> yeah, it just seems like... I don't understand this whole need to be in a big market team. But then I'm not a multimillionaire athlete. Like to me, if you're getting paid $100 million in Buffalo or $100 million in LA, what does it matter? You've got $100 million fucking dollars. Just get a private jet and fly between LA and Buffalo every day. You know what I mean? Also, well, I, I always argue that actually in a smaller market, you've got less pressure on you to perform. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Uh, you know, it, it seems weird to me, but... Uh... You know, they didn't want to play for Buffalo. <laughs> mm-hmm. And who can blame him? No, no. Um, the other thing, Odell Beckham, your Cleveland Browns, Doug. I so, love, just, I love the uh, look of these Browns. Just, just on Antonio Brown, it was a third and a fifth round pick for Antonio Brown. Brandon Cooks has twice been traded for a first rounder. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's insane. It's, I don't, I just don't understand it. It's clearing him out. They don't care what they clearly didn't care no, what they got. But by that token, anyone could you imagine Antonio Brown and the Chiefs? Fuck. Or the Patriots. Well, yeah. And, and, the Steelers and, didn't want to do that deal though, did they? It was about they could have they could have said to the Patriots, right, give us two first rounders for Antonio Brown, and the Patriots would have said, Yes, okay. You know, it just it does. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm not sure they would actually, but it'd be bad not to. Uh, there's a there's an element for me of the Steelers trying to shaft shaft him a bit, and it, it sounds it sounds silly, it sounds pathetic, but they didn't they don't want Antonio Brown to go somewhere else and do well. They wanted to send him to a scrap heap somewhere. That's what this is about for me. Yeah, I guess it's the ludicrous nature of of uh, the NFL, though, isn't it? You know, they you can't apply normal reason to some of the decisions that are made because they have no bearing. <laughs> no. No. Uh, I don't know. Well, probably for another day. I don't know what's what's going on at the Steelers. We've talked about this last season. They've still got Juju, though, so, you know, all's, all's right with the world. Oh, well, he'll have to do it all on his own. So he abso- we'll see, we'll absolutely, absolutely will, because... Dante Moncrief couldn't catch a cold. <laughs> um, the Steelers aren't going to win the AFC North for a while, I don't think. Not with the Cleveland Browns looking like they are. Odell Beckham, Baker, um, and Joku, Nick Chubb, Landry. What a what a set of weapons and a and a strong defense. I don't I don't see too much that is looking weak about the Browns. That roster, yeah, I, I've got a couple of rules when it comes to drafting fantasy football players, and nearly every single one of those rules is met by pretty much every player on the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> you know, I think in a dynasty draft, you could do a lot worse than just drafting every Cleveland player. Yeah, yeah, no, 
I um, think they're just going to they're going to score forty a game. Surely, I don't understand how they're not. What's <laughs> you see, and and Jack's ears will be burning. Yeah, he's he's ranted about you know as ridiculous as trading Beckham away from the Giants might seem, and it is. Um, and he he said, I, I'm sure it was him on on Twitter that yeah, but it's the Browns. You know they'll they'll yeah, mess they'll it up. They're over. And you know, kind of with the with the argument that well, yeah, but the the Giants will be better than the Browns in five years' time because they're a well-run organization. They've got all the history behind them. But okay, you, you're only saying that because of the their reputation. Um, yeah. The Browns can't keep messing things up for the next hundred years because the well, way they're managing their roster, it doesn't look so like it. But, yeah, yeah. But they won seven games last year, and they could have won ten easily. I think they lost three in overtime, didn't they? Yeah, and they drew as well, didn't they? They tied. Yeah. And part of that is them not being used to winning, though, right? So it's, yeah. it's suddenly you're you're this you're team in has the... no relation to the team that went over sixteen. No, no, not at all. And the the more, well, the more time goes on, and the way they've they've added to that that roster, you know, this, this is this is a playoff team in 2019. Yeah, yeah, it has to be. And the New York Giants certainly aren't. Sorry, Jack. No. I could. Uh, you you just yeah. I I can't wait to see Mayfield and and Beckham. I think it's going to be so exciting. Isn't it just? Um, we yeah we're we're going to be seeing they'll be on prime time and stuff. It's it's going to be a different different Cleveland Browns. We won't know what we're looking at. We won't know what's hit us. Um, just checking if there's been any more Twitter requests about what we're going to talk about. Um, Steve from the Kickers Matter podcast, it, you better not be talking about rugby. <laughs> just for you yeah. Steve you know our interaction with our fans is going really well this week yeah I didn't uh, try that hard to be yeah. fair and we've, we've surprised them haven't we so, you know it's an impromptu podcast so. <laughs> it very much is it was only dreamt up today we were talking about next week and stuff um, by the way a bit of what might be <laughs> we say this sometimes what's coming up um, we never keep our promises uh, Mark has promised that we're going to have a, a special quiz episode, um, which which we discussed when hung over the Monday after the Super Bowl was where where that idea came from. Um, he's going to host this host a quiz um, with um, the three of us and Craig, um, oh, maybe one or two others. I don't know. Um, that's hopefully coming up soon. Um, on quizzes, I should also say that. On the 6th of July, which is a Saturday in Manchester, um, I think it's happening. Um, I'm going to be sort of hosting slash, well, doing the questions um, at a, an event up there in a bar whose name escapes me. I don't have the details to hand. Um, NFL Girl UK, at, at NFL Girl UK, who's um, Liz Bandari is this thing and... Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that will go really well and we'll get a lot of people there. And 
if you like our quizzes, um, you'll hopefully like this. Even if you don't like our quizzes, they'll have beer. And that so sounds if good. You're, if you're up north and local-ish to Manchester, have a look at it or just ask her on. Oh. Uh, little, little bit of interference, Adam. Uh, sorry about that. I'm back. I've lost my headphones for a moment there. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, NFL-wise, what other what other stuff do we want to talk about? Um, haven't. Well, when you do one pod in two months. It's it's hard to cover everything. Obviously, we've we're not going to get into the the draft. I would say at this stage, that's in a month or so's time. Um, Russ, your old team going to be picking first. Yeah, Kyler Murray probably. I'd imagine. Constant rumours about obviously trading Josh Rosen away. Yeah. Um... The thing is, if you're going to draft, if you're going to draft Kyler Murray, and you've already got one year in Josh Rosen, who hasn't really, I mean, Steve Wilkes did absolutely nothing for him whatsoever, did he? So, you know, it's no, it's. I tough. don't think you know about Rosen either way, though. No, that's so that's, that's the point. So, why do do you need to draft? Do you need to to wait to say waste waste the number one pick on Kyler Murray? Potentially, when you could be looking at um, some slightly better um, def- defensive players that are, that are highly thought of at the top of the draft, or do you look to trade away uh, a pick for a more experienced quarterback who could come in and, and serve as a decent backup? You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. I, I don't. I, I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be in their position. I mean, it's it's it sounds kind of ridiculous to give up on somebody after a year when you haven't you haven't given them an opportunity to show what they can do. Um, having said that, I have no belief or confidence that he can do much. Well, the trouble is, he, the the Cardinals O line is literally wafer thin, isn't it? So he he had he had an age last season had an aging Larry Fitzgerald Larry Fitzgerald and a very raw um, Christian Kirk so he had literally no one to throw to David Johnson wasn't at his best really hopefully for them he'll come back you know bigger I and think, stronger uh, both, this year well, both of those things aren't helped by that O line um, but it, it's it's a it's a trick. Like if Kyler Murray was, you know, an Andrew Luck coming out of college, I think this this would be all very different. But he's not. Twenty uh, twenty is the year that more better guys are coming out. More better. More. <laughs> more. <laughs> that was deliberate. More I, I, I in quantity, if, um, better in standard guys. If you have the opportunity to to draft a top quality quarterback two years running, you do it and then you let them fight and then you trade the one you don't want. Because you're going to get that first round pick back. Oh, yeah, potentially. Oh, I don't know. If, depend, if, uh... Oh, yeah. Buffalo might have something to say about that. 
but yeah, you're right. I, I just think if if there's quality quarterbacks available when you're on the board, you draft them. To me, I don't know why teams don't do it more often. Have draft fucking four quarterbacks. Just keep drafting them because you get your quarterback. Then the for the next five or six years, you you're you've got a window. Yeah, and and you're gonna and you're gonna land on someone eventually, aren't you? You're gonna yeah. fight. You're gonna you're gonna pick something. And teams stick about for three or four years with players. Oh, we drafted him one overall. We've got to give him a chance. We've got to give him a chance. You know, if I was the Patriots, I'd be spending every draft pick on 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 quarterbacks because you're going to have three or four years where they'll draft a quarterback, they'll think he's a guy, then they'll decide he's not, and then they need another one. Just keep drafting them until you know. Like the Browns, the Browns basically what the Browns have done. They've drafted a quarterback every year until they hit on Mayfield. You go back, they had Manziel. They had um, I Kaiser, of course. Kaiser. They yeah, had completely forgotten about Brady Quinn. They had um, the old guy. Uh, what's his face? Vinny Testaverde. No, no. The guy who was drafted when he was twenty-seven. Oh, uh, oh. Couch. Wait. No. no. Wait. They drafted a twenty-seven-year-old quarterback. Oh, what are you thinking of? He's the backup of the Cowboys. Oh, literally, don't know who you're talking about. Anyway, so they they've drafted quarterbacks year after year after year, and now they've hit one. They they they're set. Oh, you, do you mean Brandon Whedon? Brandon Whedon. There you go. I'm not sure he's there anymore. Is he? He's not. He's not still backup at the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> he was on the. Titans roster briefly, no, the year before last, I think. Yeah, but anyway. that, you know, my point stands. Kaiser, they've drafted. Uh, did they draft Kessler? Uh, Austin. Yeah, Dan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Manziel, uh, Brandon Whedon, Colt McCoy. Uh, you know, endless, endless quarterbacks that they've taken in the last sort of six, seven years. Interesting. There's a lot of names that you forget about. Even, you know, even Manziel. Yeah. He's... yeah. Look, you go back to two that right? So they've drafted a quarterback every year going back to Jesus Christ. Every, every year that they've been back since 1999, they've drafted at least one quarterback. No, that's not right. Ignore me. Ignore me. <laughs> They've drafted a lot of quarterbacks. They've drafted a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, they're good. They're Dougie's premi- well, pre- premonition from a couple of years ago out of the Browns. Um, looks I was, like I was a bit just more a little bit early. Just a little bit early. I bet you, you were always a bit Oh, cagey about how long it would take. You were uh, you were never sort of oh, it's it, instant success. You weren't once, suggesting once they went to the the method of once they went to the method of stockpiling draft picks and cap space. That's when I knew they they were doing they they were going in the right direction. Is that not what the Raiders are doing right now? That, that's what I'm, that's <laughs> that's my point. That was yeah, my point I earlier. Trust, I don't trust um, Gruden. Gruden. Just don't trust him. 
Well, and Mike Mayock. Yeah. We're going to have to cope with a draft without Mike Mayock's analysis. Just, just get ready, folks. We're going to have to do it. Um, Daniel Jeremiah instead. Yeah. If I bother watching it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, any NFL stuff that we want to talk about that we haven't? I don't think. Yeah, I'll I mean, be lyrical about the Titans, the but Giants, no one wants to hear uh, that. Just how much of a disaster they are at the moment. Um, why trade away Antonio? Uh, why why trade away <coughs> arguably the greatest receiver in the game and replace him with Golden Tate? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like having it's like having a lovely fillet steak, and 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 instead of eating it, opening a can of spam and throwing the steak in the bin. The only thing I can think of is that they're looking at the 2020 QB class and thinking that's that's where we start again. Okay, we're they're tanked, I mean, if you want to do that, if you want to do that, do you think you've had less of a chance? Do you, the, right, if you really want the number one pick uh, next year, cut Eli Manning and sign Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Job done. Don't trade. Don't trade your best player. I suspect okay. if you, I suspect that Beckham may have been quite difficult to manage in a season worth of tanking if that's how blatantly you were going to do it. Well, Could you imagine his he's, he's throwing strops at the best of times if you've got Nathan Peterman throwing to him. <laughs> Funnily, I, I, or not. I think uh, Nathan Peterman may be a better quarterback than Eli Manning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we may find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, shall we shall we do some any other business yeah yeah why not we're an hour in why not we could talk about a bit more partridge or any any other <laughs> no I'll start um, it still amazes me how fucking stupid people are at airports I've missed this you know just, mate. It doesn't matter. It, it it doesn't matter how much you remonstrate. If your bottle of aftershave is over a hundred meters, a hundred milliliters of product, it's going in the fucking bin. Don't then stand there and hold the queue up. The other thing that annoy, a couple of other things that annoy me: take your coat off before you get there. Speed the whole process up. Take your belt off in the queue. Take your belt just. We've all done it before. Don't act surprised about it. And then the other thing is, don't just take your shit out of the plastic trays and leave your plastic tray on the belt so no other trays can come down. Put it in the fucking empty tray box. Uh, they, that's not as bad as people refilling their pockets, their belts, their coats, their everything on the tray belt rather than picking the tray up and moving it to the yes. designated area oh. where you can then reassemble yourself. Just insufferable cunts. That's all they are. Next. <laughs> I I felt like I I was almost all any other business out on all over last night, and when I was talking about, um, I mentioned the motorcyclists who both ended up on one bike in Costa Rica. That was quite entertaining. Yeah. Um, and then I can't remember what else I, I mentioned. Oh, crisps. It was the it was the 
great um, Britain's favourite crisps, which is bullshit as well. Um, what I am going to talk about, let's let's have a quick chat about this Madeleine McCann documentary, shall we? That uh, that Jack wanted, wanted my opinion on. Um, oh, okay. I've I've watched, I haven't seen it. Well, you might know where this is going. Um, I've <laughs> I've watched it. I've seen it. Um, they fucking did it, didn't they? They uh, they might not have murdered her, but they've done something and they've covered it up. All this shit about someone breaking in, you know, what I've the the main thing I can't get my head around is no, regardless of whether they were fucking twenty meters away, a hundred meters away. However, you do not go out for a meal in the evening to a restaurant and leave your children alone in an apartment in bed. You don't do it. Who does that? Who does that? The McCanns. The McCanns, yeah. Because they're fucking idiots. And the fact that, you know, all the you see all the footage and they just seem so fucking woefully soulless. They were never about the whole never, thing. You never warmed to them, did you? It was just it's just too odd to fucking believe. And, you know, it just makes me a little bit sick for that that poor girl that you know her parents basically neglected her and and now she's dead and that's what i'm saying she's dead 100% because they did something whether they over um over sedated her whether they um whether they you know she banged her head and you know they didn't know what to do and they panicked or whatever they they know something in my opinion and you know all of the shit around people running in and out of the bedroom, all of the shit about the other, the twins, how the twins never, um, never woke up whilst they were, whilst people were clamoring around trying to find uh, Madeline. The other thing is very, very quickly, they gave the twins to other people to look after. If you've just lost a child, you would not let those other two children out of your sight for months at all they would be by your side at all times and they weren't and i'm do- i just think that they're fucking odd people and um yeah they did it so that's my opinion there you go jack and the yeah. police for that matter <laughs> yeah that's right the portuguese police the the pi or the pj or whatever they're called there you go, done. I, I remember, and I won't say any more than what I'm about to say, I remember a certain former um, member of this podcast giving his thoughts on the on this subject, uh, given his professional capacity. Have I said too much? No. Uh, I don't remember that. Uh, it, I think it... I hope, <laughs> I, I hope it was off air. Um, I'll say no more. Okay. Uh, I've... I'm not. I'm not sure. I've got a prominent AOB in my head. This sounds ridiculous. We haven't been on air for a couple of months. Um, I'm quite content with life at the moment. Let's oh. talk about Alistair Cook. Let's talk about yes. Cook. Actually, yes, yes. I don't. Well, I don't. I, there's no nothing groundbreaking that I want to say. He is a fantastic man. (laughs) Um, He's just hit his 64th career first-class 100. It's the 26th of March. 
He's playing a game at Fenners, which is where Cambridge University play. It's it has first class status for reasons which pass all understanding, but university matches against counties seem to have first class status. Um, he's filling his boots. He's filling his boots just because he wants to score runs when the world isn't watching him and putting pressure on him. He he's had is, enough of that, and he just wants to score runs for Essex. He is going to score. It wouldn't surprise me if this season, if he, you know, if the weather's kind and all that sort of stuff, if he does not set a record for county championship runs this season. I can see him hitting like ten centuries this, like uh, averaging a hundred. And, and all we'll hear all year is getting back in the England team, and he won't, and nor should he. Because he's done what Gronk's done and gone out on top. Agreed. Before, before. Oh, before before Adam stopped talking. Um, but yeah, you're right. No, maybe not quite on top, but he went out on his terms, which I think is the most important thing. Great players should go out at the right time on their own terms, not be dropped, never to be seen again. They should they should just go, you know, in the right way. It was today was his second consecutive first class century. Uh the previous one obviously being in his last test innings. There you go. And you were there, Adam, weren't you? I was. I wasn't there today. No, but that you would were be there. Nice. You were there at the Oval. I was indeed. That was oh in terms of this is might be a random tangent, but of sporting moments where I've actually been there um, to see it. I've been at the Crucible for one of Ronnie O'Sullivan's 147 breaks, which was quite incredible. Um, and I think it, it's, it might even be eclipsed by being there for Alistair Cook's 100 in his final innings at the Oval. And wow. just for things that not, not I fought I in don't so much. I don't so much. And that, and that <laughs> would be more exciting than a 147 from Ronnie O'Sullivan. I've got something rarer than that, Adam. I watched Fergal O'Brien make a one four seven. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's certainly rarer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a, a good heart these days is hard to find. <laughs> a good Fergal or Fergal O'Brien. <laughs> that's going to be a thinker. Craig would have no <laughs> <laughs> one, one for the older viewers. To be to be fair to Craig, he has been catching up on Partridge. I don't think he's about to catch up on Fergal Sharkey. I wonder if uh, he's going to find the sort of um, covert racism slightly hard to stomach. <laughs> uh, no, but I think he'll. No, I don't. No, he'll, he'll take it in the uh, in the world that it's intended. I'm Spe- sure, especially the Acton comments. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to to be well, that that scene. To be fair to Alan Partridge, the character, even he isn't <laughs> getting involved in that, is he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alan! Yeah. This country. Yeah. 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 Wet your appetite, and we we might be back soon. Hopefully, with this quiz thing, if Mark gets his finger out, um, just don't off your breath, guys. No, no, and we won't promise anything we'll be because we don't we deliver. Come back, not when you fuckers want us to come back. 
they don't care when we come back. Let's no, they don't. I, I don't think we've had we haven't had tweets every day. When are you next recording? Have we? No. In fact, why haven't we? Why haven't you been all of you out there tweeting no, us? They're all listening to Kickers Matter now because they don't fucking ever stop. They don't. <laughs> incessant podcast, incessant oh, mock drafts as well. Do you remember I mean, that, that's, when that's, we did that? When we were like that, we were never quite. No, we were never like that. <laughs> keep keep up the good work, though, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we love, it's, we do it's... love your work. <laughs> Another level of it. Yeah, we we definitely had that enthusiasm and the the will to record lots of podcasts. I've got, I've got to say, though, where do you find? I mean, recording two in a week is usually a real push. To, to do a mall over and a long snapper, you know, for the sake of um, staying married, usually. But um, <laughs> the, those guys literally podcast like it's going out of fashion. Yeah, it's just too much. I couldn't be bothered. I, I just literally... Just can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. So if, if you don't think we're recording enough podcasts, listen to some more Kickers Matter. And yes. if you think they're recording too many, don't and just w- listen to us once every three months. If that's <laughs> if that's the right interval for you, uh, we may be back soon, or not. You know, we'll see. Whatever. There you go. Bye. <laughs> there you go.